For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Established Titles. Now, before we get into it, I want to show you guys this. Look at this thing. This is pretty neat. This is the Antonov 225. This is the, the Myra. This is the aircraft that was destroyed by the Russians at the very beginning of the war. I don't know if you guys can actually see it down there or not, but let's just take a quick little gander. We'll lift this thing up. All right, look at that thing. Let's see if I can't mess this thing up and drop it. This thing is pretty cool. I found this inside that collection I've been going through on my other channel. I don't know if you guys know about it. I bought this massive collection from a gentleman up in Washington, D.C. It literally was a bunch of planes, trains, and automobiles. There was a bunch of handmade uh, Ukrainian buses in there. One of them just sold for almost $400. Uh, it said Kirsten on the outside of it. I've got a couple of that. I actually say Kharkiv, and then another one that I found like four or five more of them. They're really, really cool buses, and I was going to keep one. It was going to be my piece I was going to put in here. But this, we found this at the very bottom of the very last box. I'm not even kidding you. The very bottom, very last box. We pulled it out, and we actually have another one that has another one of these Antonovs, but it has like a spaceship on top of it. It's not nearly this big. This is a 1-200 scale. I just think it's awesome looking. Look at that. I mean, it really is cool. Um, I don't know if it's meant to be spun around like this, but I, I think it's awesome. I'm excited to put it on my desk and leave it here. So if anybody's asking, what is that big white thing on the desk? It is a plane. It's got Ukrainian flags on the side of it. I think it's very fitting. It's one of the things that the Russians destroyed at the very beginning of the war. And I know that the Ukrainians also said they're going to start, they're going to rebuild this thing. I think it was built in the late 80s. But it's cool. Look at that thing. It's awesome. So the last one just sold, by the way, there was one of these just sold on eBay for $600. I think it's one of those kind of things that people want it because it's not here anymore and it's a very it's an iconic piece and so i thought i'd keep it i think it's a great a great thing to have look at that thing is amazing anyway we're back to normal uh well kind of back to normal we're getting back more of a normal schedule here i'm excited to get back at it because i i absolutely love working i love making these videos for you guys gotta say thank you so much to vip patreon members as well because these videos would not be possible without them so we have brandon millimal chris franklin uh christina david ferguson kevin tonneson uh, Kurt Leffler, and hopefully I didn't jack your name up there, and Michael Bro. Thank you so much. Without y'all support, these videos would be extremely difficult because they're not monetized out the gate, and we have camera guys and stuff to pay to, to, to produce these things. So thank you so much. Sincerely, I really do appreciate it. If you guys want to check out the Patreon, it's linked at the very top of the description. It's always down there. Uh, we give them one free, like well, I say one free, one extra video a week uh, that is exclusive to them only. It's not over here on YouTube. And we've been doing that. All videos are ad-free as well. So thank you so much to the Patreon members. I do love you guys. Sincerely, thank you. I have to say my previous episode had a little bit of buzzing in it. It's because I had the mic, this this cord right here, this weird little cable was actually touching the power cable. So it was making some weird buzz noise. So I'm very sorry about that. Now, the main intelligence uh, directorate of the defense minister of Ukraine, that is a mouthful, is reporting that there's information coming out that would indicate there's a chance that the Belarusian military could possibly be advancing into the territory of Ukraine by the end of, uh, end of November. We are a few days away from that. I don't believe it's going to happen by the end of November. I don't think it's going to happen at all, honestly. I think this is more or less random information that's coming out, and, and I think they wanted to say something about it because we keep seeing it everywhere that this could be a possibility, this could be a thing. I think it's just more or less misinformation to possibly force Ukraine or maybe get them to think to shift some troops that way. Because let's be honest, the Belarusian military has no offensive capabilities whatsoever. 
So it's not going to be a thing. Don't even know why I really honestly brought it up to you guys, just in case maybe if you're scrolling through Twitter or Telegram, wherever it is, and you see it, oh my God, this is like the 18th time we've seen that Belarus is going to invade Ukraine. It's not, I don't, it's not going to happen. Like they don't have, they don't have the capabilities to do so. I mean, I mean, they, they do, but not effectively. You know what I mean? Ukraine is also having a bit of issues with the supplied howitzers that we sent over them or sent them over. Um, it seems like it seems as something that I may have spoke about a few separate times in months past because, well, they, remember we sent them a bit too many rounds. Okay. Remember, remember we talking about this like months and months and months ago. Now they're having to set up a facility inside of Poland to replace the barrels of howitzers. I remember bringing this up like literally months ago. I can't, I can't remember four months, five months ago. I noticed that the Americans were actually us. We were sending over. Uh, I can't remember the amount of uh, howitzer was at the time. It was like 150 and then 200 or whatever. I think the total right now is like 350. But they were sending over so many howitzers, excuse me, howitzer rounds. And th- there was no way that even the amount of howitzers they had over there could even go through those rounds. Because I remember doing the math. There was like no chance that the howitzers were going to last through the war and now it's starting to catch up to them. Just be, the amount of rounds the barrels were going through. Like every single barrel in any type of rifle, pistol, I don't care what it is. If it has a rifling of, of some sort, it has a barrel life. Okay. Now, one third of the howitzers right now are currently out of action. I don't know if this is a revolving thing that they're going to have to do every so often. I think they said about a month and some change ago. But Ukrainian military right now is currently firing anywhere between 2,000 and 4,000 rounds a day. A day. It's quite a bit. Now, me saying that, that's that's a lot of rounds. You know, matter of fact, I got I almost want to do some math. That's almost three rounds a minute for 24 hours a day. That's actually, okay, during daytime, a lot, I mean, you're looking at, things are literally shooting three rounds, what did I say, three rounds a minute? It's basically around, during daylight hours, they're probably shooting around every 15 seconds. Dude, that means in the middle of one of these videos, they're shooting like, Hundreds around. Okay, anyway, whoa, mine just went. Uh, anyway, it's not really too shocking if you guys were to think about it. Because the damn triple sevens, they're not just firing American-made ammunition through them. Okay, they're firing ammunition that's coming from other uh, countries, which is going to have different loads entirely. That's not even built for that equipment. So it's around that fits it, but it's going to have different pressure behind it, and and so on and so forth. So it's going to to drastically reduce the barrel life for the barrel. So they're not just shooting. American-made ammo through American-made equipment. They're shooting random-sized, same-sized ammo with different loads in them. I, I, I know if you guys don't shoot a lot, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense, and I'm very sorry if I lost you there, but that's that's pretty much what's going on. I know that, I, which is kind of crazy. I don't know why I'm using my fingers like this. I'm just going to move on because I'm like, I'm going down a rabbit hole in my mind. You would think that they would have sent over enough barrels to replace them, but the problem is the barrels are too heavy to replace in the field. So they have to pull them back, replace them, and then send them back out. So they don't have like a unit on the ground that's actively there replacing the barrels. So it's, it is kind of a mess if you think about it like that, I guess. Sorry, that's where my mind was going. If you have one third of them out of service, that means you have like a roughly 100 to 10 to 115 of them out of service at any given point spread along that entire front line. That means they only have. 50 here, 50 here, 50. Like, then you really think about how, how many howitzers they have spread all the way throughout the country. And if you broke it down into four different sections, you're looking at 50 to 60 in each one. Man, it's not very many. So, wow. If you guys want to see what it's like to live in my mind right there, you just did. Live, fully intact. All right, so established titles is a fun, novel way to preserve the natural woodlands of Scotland while helping the global reforestation efforts. Hey, I got that word down this time. Good to go. It is a project based on historic 
Scottish Customs, where landowners are referred to as lairds, lords, and ladies in English. Title packs give you guys at least one square foot of dedicated land within a unique plot number in a private estate in Edelston, Scotland. Okay, and this gives you guys a certificate like this with a crest. Yes, my name is Lord Robert Turkla. My wife is forced to call me that every time I get home from work, which means I just walk from the office to the house. So... It's pretty much that, but I'm Lord Robert Turkle. Anyway, they plant a tree with every single order and they work with global charities, one tree planted and trees for the future to support that global reforestation effort. My God, I cannot say that word. Reforestation effort. Anyway, you know what they mean. They're planting some trees with every single order. You could officially include the title Lord and or Lady inside of your credit card, plane tickets and or dating profiles. It makes for a great last minute gift and we have Christmas coming up. This will be linked at the very top of the description for anybody out there who is needing a gift for someone they don't know what to give them. Give them a swear of land inside of Scotland. But hey, look, you're now Lord so-and-so or Lady so-and-so. The first 200 people that actually purchase a title pack using my link will effectively be next to my plot within a few minutes walking distance. Dependent on how many you guys have, we can build our own little our own little Speak the Truth Kingdom. Established Saddles is running a massive Black Friday sale right now. Plus, if you guys use the code TRUTH at checkout, you guys can get additional 10% off. So go to EstablishedTitles.com forward slash truth to get your gifts now and help support the channel. All you got to do is go to establishedtitles.com forward slash truth to use this nice, beautiful promo code truth at checkout to get an additional 10% off and support the channel. So like I said, go check out Established Titles. They'll be linked in the very top of the description. This is a beautiful piece. You just sit right there. You can even put it on your desk or maybe on the wall. But I love it. Whereas Lord Robert Turkla. Proclamation. I love it. This deed witness as follows. I love it. The plot for it's, it's great. Go check them out. They'll link in the very top of the description. I think it's a great gift. An absolute. It's a great gift. Я вообще считаю, что необходимо изменить действующее на территории России законодательство. Должен быть отменен мораторий на смертную казнь. Я считаю, что абсолютно необходимым является введение высшей формы защиты государства смертной казни. Расстрелы, военно-полевые суды и трибуналы должны действовать в армии трусы должны иметь возможность кровью искупить свою вино. All right, here we go down the path. We love this guy. We go down it daily with him, honestly. This is one of Russia's most heroic men who sit behind the mic and scream at soldiers who aren't doing a good enough job inside of Ukraine. So let's go ahead and see where this path is going to take us because it's a doozy every single day. Поэтому я считаю, что необходимо вводить Также части, которые расположены и которые ставят задачу, может быть, военные полиции, отлавливание тех, которые с оружием в руках покидают свои боевые позиции. Называйте их как хотите, суть это не меняет. Железная дисциплина в армии. Если офицер бросил веренную ему часть, расстрел. Okay, so this is actually kind of funny. He He's having to bring up this because it is, it's become such an issue for them. It's become like a massive issue. Uh, think about this just for one minute, okay? He's actually having to make it publicly known that they're having such an issue within the ranks of their military from undisciplined troops that he is calling for a group to be formed to hunt them down so they can do and have whatever justice he deems fit brought to them. If they were an organized and disciplined military, they wouldn't have any issues with servicemen abandoning their positions or if they actually gave them the proper equipment to fight or maybe gave them an actual purpose of like being there, maybe they would just risk their lives for their motherland. You know, Maybe if you gave them a reason, purpose 
tasks, you gave them <laughs> the ability and the equipment to be there, maybe they would stay. Maybe they would fight. Хватит этой бабской разнеженности, этих педерастических слюней. Это вечно обиженных, сопливых взрослых мужиков. Нас обидели, мы там... У тебя в руках оружие. Враг там. Почему ты бросил свою позицию? Мы воюем с НАТО. Кто ты, который с автоматом в руках, с боекомплектом, либо сдался врагу, лег, расставив ручки и ножки, а не бился до конца? Кто ты, который с оружием бросил свою боевую позицию? Обосрался и теперь исправляешься тем, что стонешь. В социальных сетях оправдывает свое бегство, трусость. Alright, so come on. This is this is this right here has to make a few of you guys smile. Like watching this dude speak, he has not been happy with his military's ability to advance or do really anything in months, and he has done nothing but complain publicly, which I personally enjoy listening to. And just so everyone is aware, he has zero military experience and has nothing done literally nothing but television for the past 20 years and yet he is calling the young men fighting in ukraine cowards i just want to throw that out there i've done literally no no research on this guy up until today because i was really curious i knew he was just a talking mouthpiece and puppet of the of the russian state or whatever but i wanted to know this guy had to have at least had some military background or experience he's talking like this right ты хочешь чтобы тебя пожалели под мамкину юбку, так враг придет в твой дом, найдет тебя и там. Это война. Война. Страх. Ужас. Это человеческие чувства. Но мужчины тем и отличаются you okay once again you would you would expect somebody would have some sort of military experience or at least a few years of enlistment like to to speak like this but hearing him just give these these men like words of encouragement like he is like he's been in their shoes or been actually fighting in a fight or a battle is hilarious this guy has no clout in the field like whatsoever just a puppet trying to make himself feel better Если пока тебя Родина не призвала, готовься. Я сказал забанить дуру Елену 33. Почему до сих пор не забанили? Редакторы будут сегодня работать или дурить будут? Кстати, Константин пишет, покажи героизм на фронте. Я там было не раз, а ты, сволочь, где? Oh, man. That right there is glorious. We got to just watch him explode on whoever was controlling his chat because he's doing it live. And at the very beginning of this episode, when I, when I was sifting through this, this all this footage of him, he was actually yelling at the, the, the producers or whoever in the back 
to try to ban somebody on the on the live feed, but they weren't doing it. And then it was like a, a minute and a half went by, and he was just complaining. And I just like I'm not gonna put this in there. I, I love it. We we never get to see this side of dude. And it's honestly I, I love it. I get to enjoy watching him be a hot mess. Абсолютно в корне нелегативный, потому что не было мандата ООН. То есть это американский произвол, это наглое пренебрежение международным правом. А скажите, у России есть мандат ООН на Украине? Я имею в виду по поводу военных действий на Украине. Нет. А, это дело другое. Да почему другое? Учимся, Майкл. Ничего другого учимся, Майкл. Мы проводим специальную военную операцию, это раз. И НАТО, и НАТО По поводу масштабов, про которые вы говорите. По поводу масштабов. Мне вообще смешно вот слышать, на самом деле, как вы рассуждаете на тему масштабов, когда вы там не были, не видели и ничего не знаете. И вы пытаетесь об этом говорить мне. Это... Это очень смешно, Очень смешно. Сколько длится спецоперация? Сколько длится спецоперация? Сколько она не длится? Сколько она еще продлится? Это не важно. Я говорю о масштабе разрушения, сравнения не вашу позу. Еще одну реплику можно. Если еще. Скажите, ладно, Майкл, не надо, все понятно. Не, не надо. Да не, не, не будем терять время. Просто вы что хотите сказать? Что можно так делать или нельзя? Я вот не пойму. And I'm not a, I'm not a history expert by any means. Just so be aware. I didn't go to college for that. As a matter of fact, I didn't even go to college at all. But Kosovo, for anybody that does not know, yes, America did in fact strike targets inside of Kosovo in, uh, in 1998. Okay, October 1998. It was October 1998, like the 15th or 14th. Now, this this was uh, after multiple uh, in-person meetings were actually conducted trying to to come to a peace agreement. Okay, this was after the war has been going on for just over a year, like a year and a few months. The only reason why NATO actually got involved is because there was over 230,000 people who were displaced due to the indiscriminate use of force by the Yugoslav army. Okay, They demanded the fighting stop on September 24th, which was almost three weeks prior to the strikes actually occurring. So the Yugoslavian army didn't actually heed these warnings, ramped up the crazy talk. So America actually took in, in their own hands, conducted strikes that ended up, um, ended up actually ending the ordeal. And there was around 230,000 people who were literally displaced living inside the woods that were going to die. Okay, the, the winter was coming. 30,000 of them were Armenian, I think, and 200,000 200, of them were just uh, regular civilians that were displaced completely. They had nowhere to live. Okay, they were living in the woods. This is completely different than what Russia is currently doing. Okay, I don't think I need to go into much detail here. But if you're going to try to compare what is going on with the strikes you guys are doing and then the ones that America did, just, you know, try to keep a little bit the, the facts straight maybe. Uh, just a tad bit at least. You know, also the strikes were fairly effective inside of Kosovo because it ended the war in 24 hours. Not even 24 hours. Like 14 hours later, it ended. Ceasefire, done. Nine months later, you guys are still there and we're literally looking at stuff that looks like World War in trench fight right now. Ведут войны, а вы, оказывается, делаете то же самое. Я просто запутался в ваших осуждениях. Так это хорошо или плохо? Объясните мне. Я считаю, что это плохо. С обеих сторон. А, то и вы плохо, правильно? А почему так вы тогда не говорил? И плохо, когда вы осуждаете и потом подражаете одному и тому же. Роман, я хочу еще две реплики. Нет, все, Майкл, много слишком. Вот бабушка, давайте я хочу показать ее, да. Вот пожилая женщина, пожилая женщина. Все деньги, которые она скопила, есть у меня видео? Да, давайте посмотрим, да. Давай, запускай. 
Валентина Павловна из Нижегородской области. Потратила на коптеры для наших солдат. Результаты опроса, которые мы провели на сайте НТВ. Давайте посмотрим. Okay, so lady who is in her last leg of life was finally going to buy herself a toilet. Yes, a toilet for her house. She doesn't have a toilet. Ended up giving her money to the Russian military so they can buy a drone. Do you see how weak that makes your country look? For one, you still somehow have people living in conditions where they don't even have a toilet. A toilet. Okay, that is something that I experienced when I was overseas. We went like four months pooping in a hole with lie. This is lady is like 85 years old, doesn't even have a, doesn't even, literally she's pissing in a, she doesn't have a pot to piss in. And, and you, she's giving her money to the military so they can afford to buy a drone. Like, do you guys not see the irony in that in the entire, it's insane in itself. And they were claiming to be the second most powerful country on earth. And they have people that are, don't even have toilets that are giving their money to the military for drones. I, <sighs> I'm not saying America is the greatest place. Yes, it is. America is the greatest place on planet Earth. I've been to a lot of places in the world. But a, a civilized country like Russia, there shouldn't be really anybody living without a toilet. Like, the only people living here in America without a toilet are people that choose to or maybe have a mental illness or some sort that are homeless. She's not homeless. She's an older lady that just doesn't have a toilet in her house. So for the most part, the northeastern side of the country hasn't really moved from either side, okay? I have seen a few videos uh, from the trenches where it looks absolutely miserable, though. Now that one's actually coming from Bakhmut, okay, around the area where the fighting take place is, is one I was talking about earlier, which looks like World War One, except it's in color. So Bakhmut itself, honestly, is just extremely brutal. We've been saying this for, for, for weeks and months now. Like you look at these trees, you guys see, they're absolutely destroyed. Like we haven't seen this kind of fighting since World War One. I. I don't I don't think that happened really in World War II when it comes to like full blown trench on trench fighting. I know we fought inside of trenches and stuff like that, but I'm talking like stalemate, trench. I know someone's gonna someone's gonna prove me wrong here, but off the top of my head, I can't really think about it. I mean, you could think of Bastogne. Uh, that wasn't trench trench fighting. I'm talking like straight trench, and then there's another one within grenades range, firing range, like no, we we went through a lot of trenches, but it wasn't trench to trench fighting like we're seeing. I, I hope that makes a little sense. I, I did get a tad bit of myself ahead of myself there, uh, but we're shifting to back. I, I needed to tell you guys one thing. We're, we're seeing photos like these ones. OK, they're starting to come out, giving us a verification that we really need to see that the Russians are starting to build up their defensive lines all along the routes outside of Sivitov. I'm seeing more defensive preparations now taking place than we've ever seen in the past. Like the video you guys are currently seeing that's overlaid is coming out of the Civitov area, okay? It's of civilian contractors with their trucks moving in new equipment. You'll see some dragon thieves in the back of these trucks in one of the videos, which I know a lot of people have thought about these things as useless, okay? Which it could be the case if you just put them by themselves. But if you put them with other things, like other things in play, they're actually fairly useful. So 
Say you guys have the dragon seats, but they're just big pointy concrete barrier deals, okay? They're a thousand yards away from a setup heavily fortified position, okay? That might have like heavy artillery pieces or I don't know, something to hit a tank like an ATGM or ATGM. So something like that. So say you throw up some dragon's teeth that is a thousand yards away from uh, like a setup position that's extremely heavily fortified that has like heavy artillery pieces or ATGMs or something like that. Okay. Has, you know, this stuff that's meant to take out a tank or just, just big artillery. doesn't really matter. And then between the dragon teeth and that firing position, you guys have a trench that's set up that's really just built to stop tanks or just a trench in general. Okay. Like, I don't know. Anything like that. And then in between the trench and the dragon seat, you have mines set up, okay? That's when the dragon seats make a little bit of sense because they're not just one thing used by themselves. They're used along a line with a lot of other stuff. It also makes it to where the enemy is forced to funnel through a certain area, okay, using their heavy machinery rather than throughout a vast open area, okay? You can actually create your own little choke point. Makes some sense. You can force them to go through one area. Does They don't care where it is as long as it's along one of those lines. Now, one thing the Ukrainians can do to get by the dragon seats He's targeting with artillery. That is one thing. You could crush them. But the thing is, it's kind of expensive to do that. Uh, also, right now, I don't think the winter is probably the best time to do it. Since everything's going to be super sloppy. Super money. I know I've read some. I read a, a really long thing from a guy. He had like a 20-page thread on why the, the winter months aren't going to matter for tracked vehicles. I don't know the guy. I've been around tracked vehicles and wheeled vehicles in really sloppy, muddy conditions. It's not really that pleasant. I mean, for one, I mean, look at the guys in their boots. They're putting plastic bags on their feet inside of their boots because they're doing rotations. And the Ukrainians are rotating their men in and out of these front lines, which is extremely smart because of morale and stuff. Like, if you know you're going to be out there for three to four to five days or a week or whatever, you can rough it. But if you don't know if there's no end in sight and you have no reinforcements coming and rotation out, then it's it'll get on you. It'll drag you down a little bit. But... That's it for what's pretty much going on on the ground in Ukraine. Not much movement from either side, but I can show you guys, if I see some movement, you guys will be the first to know. Do love you guys. Thanks for hanging on me. I'll see you guys later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 